Hello, and welcome to another Church Mission Society podcast. We try and bring together stories from people across the globe who are involved in God's mission so that you can pray, learn, and participate in mission too. To discover more stories, visit churchmissionsociety.org. Hi, this is uh, Jenny and I am interviewing Tim Curtis over Zoom. Uh, Tim, it's great to meet you virtually. Could you tell us a little bit about what you're normally doing? It's great to be with you today, yes. Uh, I'm Tim, Tim Curtis, and I'm usually uh, based in in Paraguay. I'm usually working in the Paraguayan Chaco, uh, and I work with the Enflit people, the um, they're one of the indigenous nations in, in, of Paraguay, um, and they, um, it's about 200 miles, if you look at a map, 200 miles uh, northwest of Asuncion, the capital of Paraguay, so this region called uh, the Chaco, which actually means sort of hunting ground, it's very flat. Uh, and, uh, yes, I'm based at uh, the Anglican Centre, a place called Rio Verde, which is a, like a bit of a wild west town. <laughs> Sounds very exciting and I believe you s- began with um, Bible translation and you're now working on resources for um, the church to use the Bible translation you worked on? That's right, I've worked for many years on, on Bible translation. Um, for many years uh, I worked uh, on the New Testament in the Enflet language. This was published by the Paraguayan Bible Society in 1997 and then uh, Beginning in 2003 on this complete Bible, began working on the Old Testament and the Enlit language, and then uh, a revision of this New Testament. So we had a completely new Bible, uh, which was launched in uh, 2016. Um, because so many people were using this Bible, you know, it was so well used in the churches that encouraged us uh, to to go on with with the work on on, on the complete Enlit Bible. And um, so, so now um, I'm working in, in this place, Rio Verde, on discipleship training materials, uh, providing, uh, uh, working with colleagues, um, providing materials in the Enfit and Guarani and Spanish language uh, for, for, for the indigenous people of the Chaco. Um, historically, they've been marginalized, so there's, there's a lot of work to do. Um, in the preparation of, of, of the materials, as I say, I've mentioned three languages. It's quite complicated working with all these languages there. Um, so um, we, are, we are working in, in a situation where people haven't had much in the way of access to education uh, or health uh, traditionally. So, so there are enormous challenges. But the place where I live, the, the, the so, it's so-called Anglican Centre, that's sort of a bit of a grand title. Uh, but it's a kind of a largish compound with a number of buildings, including a large office, and dormitory building, and a wonderful new classroom um, that was just built 18 months ago. Uh, and it is here that the, the indigenous leaders and pastors, the church leaders come uh, for their pastoral retreats and for Bible uh, teaching. And it really is, um, this place is, um, I would say it's that, that the, the heart of the Anglican Church of Paraguay's commitment to Bible teaching and outreach to the indigenous people, uh, to the Enlit people and related peoples of the Paraguayan Chaco. Great, and so um, is the church in the Chaco um, mainly led by kind of local people or is there a lot of the missionaries, mission partners there? 
Um, there are not a lot of mission partners. We're a very, very small team. Um, so the, the churches are, the Enfield the, the churches, um, the, 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 the leadership are Enfield um, and that's the mainly entered speakers are some Guarani speakers as well, but they're all indigenous, they're all uh, uh, Chaqueños, as we say in Spanish, from, from the Chaco. And there's myself, I have a colleague called Chris Hawksby uh, who's involved. And then we have uh, some of the, uh, a number of um, Spanish speakers who are from the city. That, that means they're not, they're not considered indigenous people, but they, they come up also. Um, I'm working very closely with um, Agustin Maidana, again, he, he lives in Asuncion and, and he's um, just recently been made the Vicar General of the Anglican Church because um, Bishop Peter Bartlett, the Bishop of the Anglican Church of Paraguay, um, retired last year. So Agustin is um, <clears throat> responsible for diocesan affairs, but he's a very, very frequent visitor to Rio Verde, to the, to, to the centre where we do the Bible teaching and pastoral retreats. And he has a very, very good relationship. He and his wife have a very good relationship with the indigenous people. His wife, Teresa, works quite a lot with the, with the indigenous women as well. Um, so again, so there's just four or five of us. We're a very small team. Uh, but the, all the churches, there are about uh, 18 uh, Anglican churches, some with congregations of 40 or 50. Some of the larger ones would have 300, perhaps, uh, members, um, so you go, you know, some of the churches you'd be there on a Sunday, there'd be several hundred people in church. Uh, that, that, their, um, their leaders are all uh, Enfleet people. Um, and, um, and of course, they would normally be working under, under the authority of an Anglican bishop. Peter uh, was English, but um, in the future, perhaps we'll have a national bishop. We, we, we don't know. We're still praying uh, for, for a new bishop. Right. Um, and for you, what have been kind of the highlights over the last couple of few years since you were last back in the UK for leave? Um, I think looking back, um, definitely, obviously, um, the complete Bible that was launched in 2016. So I was um, I was back here in 2017, so I was able to share all the excitement of, of, of that launch when I got back. But again, being so encouraged uh, to see uh, people using it and to see them using it on social media as well, and uh, to see that it's resulted in more people uh, reading, and people who you didn't know could read and write suddenly discover, especially amongst teenagers, sort of self-taught teenagers, who perhaps only had a few years of primary school education. And the Bible has, you know, they're reading the Bible, and, and, and you, then in a church you see them, you know, going up to the front of church and reading a passage either from uh, the New Testament or from the Bible, and they're reading fluently, they're fluent readers. Uh, so that, was, that has been so, so encouraging. Um, and also it's been used, uh, a lot of the, the um, Enfield Indian communities have uh, FM radio stations, just very simple radio stations. So, you know, some of them, it's just a, a palm log building um, with the equipment inside and everything. But again, um, uh, a lot of, 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 the, of the church leaders and pastors reading the scriptures the Bible studies, meditations, using using the Bibles uh, in in Enfield. So that has been very very encouraging. Great. And um, are there any particular challenges or things you'd like to kind of see develop in the next few few months or years? Uh, yes, I, I mentioned that we're quite a small team in Rio Verde, 
and we're all aging. <laughs> um, so um, yes, uh, for for moving uh, in, into the future, um, for uh, future Bible teachers and, and people uh, to continue this, it's a long process of uh, of Bible teaching and, and helping the indigenous churches uh, to, to mature. Um, and um, so not just to come, not to be more people available for that, but also for the actual development of the site where we are. We've, I mentioned the, the translation office and the new classroom that we had. Um, got several buildings, one's a dormitory building. But at the moment we can't really have, for example, I mean, um, I'm really quite ashamed to say it, but we can't have women uh, because we haven't got sufficient, uh, we haven't got suitable accommodation. The bathrooms are all very primitive and just a very few. And so we're hoping to, to improve the infrastructure at the site so we can actually have a, a, a much more balanced group. And people, you know, when I, sometimes I show pictures uh, of, the, of the pastors that are coming for a, a retreat and, the, and then there are no women. And it's just that we haven't got the, we haven't got the facilities. So, um, but at the same time, you know, we've, there's been so much that's happened in, in, in the improvement of the facilities in the last two or three years that I'm, that I'm actually looking forward quite confidently that this is somewhere where um, the church, uh, where the church leaders will come and, and, and get to dig into the scriptures far more than they have uh, in, an, in an environment, in a non-threatening environment, um, because they, I mean, historically they, they've been marginalized. Now things are changing an awful lot for the, for the better, but they still are quite timid and they need a lot of patience and, and encouragement, especially with the languages. Um, Spanish is one of the, is, is the national language of Paraguay, as is Guarani, but a lot of the older pastors can't, they don't understand very much Spanish. So there are tremendous challenges as well. And also with, with young people, um, thinking again, um, some of the, some of the materials that I do are for young people's services and, um, and often we use a, a PowerPoint projector, data projector uh, uh, to reach, um, uh, help help local pastors with, with, with um, I can think of one church where they have a Saturday night service for, for the young people. But there've been a lot of problems in more recent years amongst some of the youth and, uh, and young people. Sadly, quite a lot of suicides. Um, perhaps people thinking they don't really fit into society, you know, they don't fit in anymore. Because of course the indigenous peoples are, are a minor, a very small minority people. We're only about 2% of the, of the population of Paraguay. In, in this Chaco region, there are about half the population. But you now, as I say, historically, they've, they've kind of tended to be, to be marginalized. And that is changing, um, thankfully. But there are a lot of kind of um, pe young people really hung up about their identity, who they are. The world is changing so fast. I mean, they're all using social media. A lot of them have got smartphones. So, so they're kind of, they're kind of um, constantly evaluating now their situation and comparing um, themselves to you know, how other people live around the world and so it's opened up a whole new world as well and so they're negative things as well as positive things in, you know in social media yeah um and obviously the reason that we're we're meeting over zoom rather than in person is because of the global impact of the um COVID-19 pandemic what's the situation in Paraguay and particularly in the Chaco um, at the moment um, at the moment, there have only been uh, two cases of the coronavirus in the Chaco, only two people infected. Um, and in the whole of Paraguay, which is under a rigorous lockdown, um, 
uh, only 10 deaths so far. Um, the papers, uh, uh, we're recording this uh, in May, and about 700, between seven and 800 people in Paraguay infected with the virus. But as I say, uh, that figure of 10, 10 deaths has been the same for about three weeks now. Um, but there is worry because neighboring Brazil, there are, Paraguay shares 400 kilometers of border with Brazil, um, there are thousands and thousands of deaths and cases, and it's rapidly going up the league you know, of, of, of countries with the most cases. Um, so that's um, something to pray about. And whilst the country is in strict lockdown, there are one or two exceptions to this strict lockdown. There's been a massive kind of house building program in the indigenous communities with new, very nice brick houses being built, two roomed houses, quite small, but you know, um, very kind of sturdy houses. But it's meant that some of the communities have up to a hundred bricklayers and people that have come from all corners of Paraguay into the community and that hasn't stopped. So there is concern that people could be bringing the virus into uh, communities where people are vulnerable. Um, and the BBC World Service was, I mean, on, on their BBC um, news, on their webpage, they had, a, they had a, a feature on the indigenous people, not of Paraguay, but of Brazil and, and how they are very vulnerable to, to, to this, um, to COVID-19. But there have been a lot of prayer chains formed around the country, a lot of prayer gone in. Um, uh, the, the, even the president asked people to pray um, because, of course, they don't have a very developed health system. Um, and so, you know, maybe that's one of the reasons <laughs> there have only been 10 deaths in the country. And, uh, and although Paraguay is surrounded uh, by countries where there's a much higher rate of infection and death um, so far, uh, people have been spared that and they're praying against the virus, shall we say, in many yeah. communities and churches, especially the Spanish-speaking churches in the city have been uh, forming prayer chains and, and again using social media for that, you know, everybody having a slot of, um, as to when to, pay, um, to pray. And also uh, back in uh, just last month in, in April, um, there was um, a national day of prayer and repentance as well called for by the, by the leaders of all the different denominations all the christian churches have got together so there's um uh, again you know uh, aware of, of this tremendous threat danger that's posed by this by this terrible virus that can yeah. leads quite nicely into if people have been watching this interview or listening to this interview and want to be praying for you and for the chaco um how could they be praying uh, well, I'm, as I say, I'm, I'm, I'm here in the UK at the moment and, I, and I'm spending time with my father. Um, we lost, my stepmother died a few months ago, so um, it's great to be here with him at this time. So uh, I value your prayers just for this time to, to be in the, in the UK with him. Uh, and also to be at peace. We, I don't know when I'm going to be going back, uh, but it's also a time for waiting on the Lord as well. And uh, doing lots of reading and reflection and, and prayer as well, and relating to, to many linked churches and friends using Zoom as well. Uh, so, in, in many ways, there are many positive things as well. Um, but, but in general, for and again, for my colleagues in Paraguay, especially the, the Anfit people of, of the Chaco, they would continue to support and pray for one another as they are doing, you know, using uh, social media and, and their smartphones and 
those that have radio stations, a lot, a lot of radio stations, they're using those as well to encourage and support one another. So again, there's a sense of, of prayer as well. So for them at this time as well, uh, value your prayers. Great. Thank you very much for taking the time to chat this afternoon. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Church Mission Society. For more material, go to churchmissionsociety.org forward slash resources.